Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Melanie Hudson. Hey, Lori. So good to be here. Always good to have you. And today we're talking about a fun topic. We're talking about kink or kinky sex. (laughs) See, it just makes you giggle. The word by itself I love. I'm real big on words. There's just certain words that I love. And kinky is a fun word to say. <laughs> like kinky. And what does it mean? So, you know, when you think about kink, a kink, if you have a kink in something or something is kinky, there's like a, a, a twist in something. It's not straight. It has a little kink in it. It's kinky. So it's kind of the same idea with sex. And when you think about kinky sex, how would you define it? Generally, when you think about what that means, how would you describe it or define the word kinky or what kinky sex is? To me, kinky means just a little unusual, stretching your boundaries, maybe making you feel a little tiny bit uncomfortable, getting really creative, something that might be a little shocking. Yeah, those are all good ways to think about or define kinky. Yeah, I always like to say it's something generally that you're not doing, right? So yeah. <laughs> something out of the normal, what is normal? Mm-hmm. It's such a subjective or idiosyncratic thing. So for somebody, kinky sex might be anal sex, or it might be tying someone up. It could be a lot of different things. But if that's somebody's norm, it's what they do, they may not even consider that that kinky. Their definition of what is kinky could be very, very different. First of all, not a bad thing. We don't need to pathologize it and kind of figure out why we like this thing. So some people, they get nervous, like, well, why is it that I'm into this, this thing? Now, it could be a fetish. And a fetish, by definition, is when somebody needs a certain something to get aroused or to get off. Mm -hmm. So they can't really enjoy sex or get, we'll say, sufficiently aroused without this thing. So they could have a foot fetish, for example, or a shoe fetish or fake boob fetish. (laughs) There's, There's all kinds of fetishes. And a lot of people, again, feel embarrassed or shame even about things that they are turned on by or attracted to. And I've had people call me wanting to not have this thing anymore. It's like, oh, I can only come if I have my nipple squeezed, or I can only come if the woman has her shoes on. So there's things that people, again, have some idea that there's something wrong with them. And I like to say there's nothing wrong with you. As long as it's consensual, you have two consenting adults, you're safe. And I'm going to say most people who do practice kinky sex or unconventional sex tend to communicate better Mm. and more because it's almost necessary. Mm-hmm. When you're having vanilla sex, you know, your general, we're going to do a little foreplay and we're going to have intercourse. You don't need to, or at least theoretically, you don't need to communicate. Although I, I think for to have really good sex, communication is always essential. But when you're getting involved in other kinds of things like power play or we'll say props, there needs to be a sense of communication around that. So in a way, you, you can have healthier sex if you're both willing to explore and go outside the boundaries a little bit. I'm not saying you have to. It's a choice. So when people call me and they say, oh, I have this thing and I, I want to get it fixed, right? I want to be able to enjoy sex without it. What I do is I encourage them as we work together to embrace this thing that they love that gives them pleasure. Again, as long as it's consensual, it's not hurting anybody, legal. And to be able to expand their sexual behaviors and arousals. And that is not just more efficient to do, it works, where you can expand it and find other ways to get turned on. It's healthier as opposed to trying to get rid of this thing and you feel there's something wrong with it. Right. And also you can get kinky without even having sex. It can be sexy. For example, I've heard of this group 
that loves to dress up in rubber outfits. And I've actually seen pictures of these people. Is it rubber or latex? Well, maybe latex. It might be latex. There might be rubber too. That just sounds yeah, hot. Totally latex is hot, but rubber sounds... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Could I've, be though. And I've actually seen pictures and they're not just like a latex shirt and pants. They're weird looking, like Superman types of... Cover their whole body cover and head. Cover body, yeah. face, and the only thing you see are eyes. But they're hanging out together, and I don't know exactly what they do when they're all together. Maybe they engage in some big orgiastic thing, but or they might just hang out and laugh together and talk about sex. But it's it's that's a little bit kinky. But when you're in this well, for uh, us a kind of surreal <laughs> yeah. situation, that that's it's uh, what they do. Yeah, and, and how fun. fabulous that yes. they found people that can they can do it exactly. with exactly. Exactly. Right. So embrace your sexuality mm-hmm. and the things that turn you on. Have fun with it. But there's a lot of people, and I imagine a lot of you listening out there, have had this thing that you've wanted to do, that you fantasize about, and you haven't said anything to your partner, and you've never even acted on it because there's some form of shame or embarrassment around it, or you feel that there's something wrong, or that your partner's going to judge you or not want to be with you anymore even. I know a lot of people feel that way. And oftentimes when we can have these intimate conversations, of course you want to be discerning about who you open up to and talk to these things about. You don't want to just talk to anybody. It has to be someone who you mm-hmm. trust. But when you do, oftentimes you might be surprised to discover that they've been thinking about the same thing. Or maybe they haven't, but they're willing to give it a go. What do you think about people who urinate? They like to urinate on their partner when they're having sex. What do you think of, is that kinky or is that a fetish or is that, what is that? Do you Again, the fetish means that they like have to do it to, mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. be able to get aroused. Uh, for two consenting adults and that's what they're into, great. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to be urinated on Mm -hmm. and the partner isn't necessarily into it, but they're willing to do the urinating, it's not quite so, we'll (laughs) say, invasive. Right. But if you are with someone who absolutely isn't into that, you never want to do anything you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. You could do something you don't feel entirely comfortable with because you're willing to give it a try. Mm -hmm. Again, as long as you're safe and it feels good. But if you're doing it because you feel you have to have this person love you or they're going to leave you if you don't or you should then really think twice about that. When we're thinking about the shoulds, when we go from this place of I should, I need to, I'm obligated to, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Or you're scared if I don't, this bad thing's going to happen. This person's they're going to leave me or they're going to be with someone else. Mm-hmm. So those are some conversations that you need to have. That's, you know? Yeah. And then there's also degrees of kinky. When you think about, um, for example, being tied up. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the old days when my boyfriend and I would tie each other's hands up to the bedpost and, you know, with silk scarves. Good times. Yes. So that was, that was tie up light. Uh And then I see these pictures of bondage Mm -hmm. where the people are tied up in ropes and all these different, I mean, elaborate rope designs. Oh, it's an art. Yes. And their bodies are kind of contorted and bizarre Mm -hmm. and... And then I don't know what happens once. So I have not graduated to tie up advanced. So I guess what you could do is just even ease into to kinky if you wanted to get to explore with your partner. Absolutely. I, I think that all sex has some form of power play in it when you think about it. And most of our fantasies, if not all, revolve around some kind of power play. 
Mm-hmm. So if you think about the fantasy, somebody's dominant, somebody's submissive. The tying up is one way to do that. If you have a fantasy or you get turned on by being tied up, then you're more on the submissive side. And that's just the sort of the theme that you go. And there's lots of ways to go around that. So if you're just starting, first of all, you want to make sure it's someone you trust. You don't want to be tied up by somebody that you don't know very well. <laughs> yes. The whole safe word thing is really, really important if you start getting into other sort of physical forms like spanking or that kind of thing. But if you're going to be tied up, you got to make sure that it is safe, that you trust this person. But you could start out with, the whole, like if you're being the dominant person, just holding the person's wrist. Mm-hmm. You could just hold mm-hmm. their wrist down. Again, it needs to be somebody still, you, you don't trust them or you don't feel safe with them. That could be extremely threatening mm-hmm. and scary. But if it is somebody you trust, you just hold their wrist and say, don't move. Just don't move. So it's power play. And how you do that, there's all kinds of different options. There's also a company called Sport Sheets, which I I love. They have great products. And the first product that they came out with, and I've interviewed uh, Tom Stewart, uh, who created the company. And he's such a fascinating guy. And he just comes up with really innovative, wonderful products for couples. And he came up with a sheet that had Velcro straps attached to it. Oh my gosh. Yes, and he got the idea from watching David Letterman. Remember years and years ago, David Letterman had a like a Velcro board and then somebody was wearing the other side of the Velcro suit and he ran and he jumped and stuck to it. Yeah, (laughs) I remember that. Remember? Yes. That's where he got the idea. And what was nice about it is you're, you're Velcroed in, so you feel bound, but if you wanted to, you could just... With your own hands, even if you're the one being Velcroed in, you could pull off the Velcro straps. So that's, oh, that's a, a so really great. nice, friendly yes. kind of a, a kink yeah. <laughs> if you can get into it. So there is a continuum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes way you know to the other side. There are people who are into so BDSM, which a lot of people are familiar with that term, don't necessarily know what it means. Bondage for the B. D is dominant. S is submissive. Or it could be sadistic. <laughs> so you can go for both. And then um, the M is is masochism, right? So BDSM. But again, what does that mean exactly? You know, it, 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 there's the continuum that you're talking about. So if you've never done anything, just to first have that conversation with your partner, someone who you trust and someone who you feel safe with. And talk about what are your fantasies? What are some things you'd like to try? What have you tried? What have you always wanted to try? And having those conversations can be really, really intimate. Mm -hmm. And they're fun. And there's toys and there's books. There's great resources out there that you can find. There's even clubs. I was just (laughs) going to say, I've heard about these these clubs where groups of people get together and they either do the BDSM. Or they just talk about it even. Yeah. 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 So that's a good way to grow and expand as a sexual being. Yeah. To understand where you fall on this continuum of power. Do you prefer to be dominant? Do you prefer to be submissive? And so these are things to play with. Some people go both ways. They can enjoy both, but to just explore and have fun with it and try it with your partner. And again, not to feel any shame or embarrassment around it. Mm-hmm. And some are more, we'll say, embarrassing or harder to talk about. Like urinating, for example, might be more difficult than saying, hey, I'd like you to tie my hands up mm-hmm. or blindfold me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's fun to be surprised. I remember many years ago, I was dating a guy totally who I totally trusted. We really, really cared for each other. 
And he came over to visit me, and he was dressed up with leather gloves, had a whip in his hand. He, he took me into, the, into my living room area, tied my hands up, bent me over, and started spanking me. And it was hysterical. I didn't, of course, I didn't feel threatened by him. It took me completely by surprise. Was it pleasurable? It was, was it pleasurable, yeah. pleasurable, exciting, but more than anything, just funny as hell. It was so, <laughs> All of the above. And I have never forgotten that. That was, I don't know, 25 years ago, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, so it was a little bit kinky, but fun. So, you know, and a little stretch for me. I probably have never had anything like that since. Yeah, I'm not going to get into all of my kinky experience. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in there. I'm going to keep it to myself, but let's just say I've been around the block a few times. I love it. I love it. I bet. I bet you teach kink class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think it's an important part of our sexual pleasure and our intimacy and keeping things exciting. It doesn't have to be over the top. It is always safe. There is always communication. That is essential. So that's, for me, the most important thing. Does it mean that it isn't a little scary, a little uncomfortable? No, that's part of it too sometimes. But you're never in any actual danger. You're always safe. You know that if you say stop, whether it's a safe word or not, sometimes it's a safe signal because maybe you can't talk, uh, then it (laughs) is important that that is always, always honored. And when you have two consenting people who communicate, there's so much fun to be had. And for couples who've been together for a long time and they're, they find themselves in a rut, it's hard to breach a new topic. Like you've been together with somebody for years and all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, I've always had this fantasy. I'm going to say do it anyways. It's challenging because you haven't said anything all these years and everything has seemed kind of nice and fine. Although if it's nice and fine, it stops being nice and fine after a while. You have to go out of that comfort zone to keep it hot, to keep it exciting. And that's where people go wrong in relationships. They give up, not just sexually, but relationally. They stop making an effort. They just kind of get into their routine, which, you know, I love routine, but getting into a routine and doing the same thing day after day after day, boring, it's completely destructive to a thriving relationship. It'll stop it in its tracks. Oh, wow. Do you think that's why that movie Fifty Shades of Grey was so popular? Because these characters did what, well, first of all, probably most of the public didn't know that you could do what these characters were doing. But that was more BSD, whatever. DSM. (laughs) Yes, yes. But kinky. Kinky, yes, yes. But I mean, women were attracted to that. And that whole book was a bestseller because women thought that was the hottest stuff ever. Maybe maybe we really do like that kinky thing. I think everybody experiences some amount of pleasure with sex when it comes to the power play. And think about it. It really is. I know that I'm going to say 80% of the women that I meet with in my office, whether they're single or in a relationship, when we're talking about sex, they always say they would like their partner to be more assertive. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slower, and more assertive. <laughs> Those are the two things wow. I hear. But more assertive, and I'm not exaggerating, you know, 80%, I see a lot of women. So there's something about 
feeling submissive or wanted or desired or taken. And it's just, it's that masculine feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And so it is extremely attractive. So most of us, if not all of us do have some amount of, we could say satisfaction, sexual satisfaction we can gain from engaging in more of an exaggerated power play. So to kind of get clear about that. Think about your fantasies. Now, for some women, they might be more dominant. They want to tie their partner up. They want to take control. And that's okay, too. There's nothing not okay. So to have those conversations is fun. Find those sexual alter egos, which I talk about often, that that's not who I am. That's not what I do. That's not me. It's like, okay, then find your sexual alter ego. Who can you be in bed that you're not in everyday life? And boy, can that be fun. <laughs> I, it sounds fun. I like that. Yeah. Just even that. Explore. So I imagine a lot of men feel afraid to be too aggressive with their partners. And so they are holding back. Some of them are, a lot of men are very soft in the way they approach their women. They feel like lovemaking. They want to try. They want to please their women because women like it soft. Right. But good intentions. Yes, um, good intentions. First of all, but- let me just say something. Aggressive, no. Uh-huh. There's a difference between aggressive and assertive. So there's some people that might like their partner, men or women, uh, to be aggressive. But for the most part, it's assertive, not aggressive. And that, that is an important distinction. That is very important. Yeah. Yes. Again, if you're into a s- aggressive, okay, you have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking generally what a lot of women and, and probably men, uh, gay or straight might enjoy too, is the being more on the submissive side. Yeah. So again, there's also the people who are really into the being dominant. They're so men and women. What do you, so describe assertive, like well, how would an, how would a man be assertive? For so the difference between, will you give me a blowjob or suck my cock? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would Got you it. rather hear? Right. You know? Yeah. So, but if it's like, get over here and suck my cock and you grab her head and then you throw it on your penis, that might be aggressive. Got it. I see. So yes. it's a continuum, yes. right? So it's finding that, that place, but it, it's not, can I kiss you? Again, a lot of men, good intentions. Like, you know, they're being polite, mm-hmm. but just taking her and grabbing her and kissing her. Mm. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yes. I can see that. I'm feeling that, that feeling of... Of, 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 of passion and him just taking me. Yeah. yeah, I can see where women are asking for that. Yeah. There's certainly a place and time for the tenderness and yes. the lovemaking. Mm-hmm. But if it's just that, a, a lot of women are turned off by that. I just hear it over and over. I just heard it yesterday. Over mm. and over and over again. Mm. Yeah. It's like, well, he's just so tentative and tender. It also doesn't feel confident. Right. Right? Yes. And again his intentions are really good. And there are times to, to be tender and loving and soft, but it, it can't just be that. Right. Since we're t- the tender, soft ones, the women are being the generally. Ta- yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. And also in, in, and you know, gay relationships, whether it's two women or two men, there generally can be one who is more connected to their masculine energy and one connected more to their feminine yes. energy. And so I don't want to get too, you know, heterocentric, which I tend to do sometimes because that's what I am. So <laughs> I always try to include, you know, whatever our orientation is. I'm not even getting into the whole gender thing because that's just, it's too much. Big. So yeah, I understand that I may be exclusive in some areas, but I can only talk about what I, what I know. And I don't want to feel like I have to be completely politically correct. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but right. there are a lot of gay couples out there who 
have very similar challenges and, and similar things. So if I am talking about a man and a woman, it's not necessarily, it could be same sex sex too. Because mm-hmm. usually yeah. in same sex relationships, there is a person who represents more of that masculine uh, energy and then the op- the partner who has the more feminine um, aspects. So there's still the, that polarity in, in gay relationships, you know, the more feminine and the more masculine. Yeah. I mean, in all relationships and sometimes out of bed, you may not see that so much mm-hmm. again, same sex or, or different sex, other sex relationships. I don't like opposite sex cause we're not opposite. <laughs> so yeah. I use the term other sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you will see that maybe in real life, both people tend to maybe connect to their masculine energy or their feminine energy. But when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. it, we can uh, then engage that other part of ourselves. And usually we tend to go towards one or the other. And ideally, one partner connects to one more than the other, at least at different times. So you could switch back and forth. But if you're both in your feminine energy at the same time, which is where it's problematic when he's tender and she's tender, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really work erotically. Right. No, I I can feel that. Yeah. I do like, I'm with you. I enjoy a man who will take me in his arms, hug me, squeeze me, kiss me forcefully. Yes. Say he'll, t- he'll squeeze my butt and tell me I have a great ass. Well, that always helps said, too. Yes. <laughs> For the compliments. Yes. And, he said, and then he says, let's just go to your room. Let's go to your bedroom. Yeah. Instead of, Hey, do you want to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> right. Again, there's so many right. men with such good intentions yes, and they're and being, them. yes, they're being kind and they're being considerate. They're, they're not going to take over and, there's just a way to do it and a, a time to do it. You never want to force yourself on somebody. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about consensual here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot of it is also mental. You know, it really isn't even what physically turns you on. That's a certainly a part of it. You might enjoy being touched in a certain way. But when we're talking about kink or eroticism or power play, it's very cerebral. It's very mental. And you can really have some really exciting moments just talking about it. You know, the things I'm going to do to you and I can't wait till I see you. This is what's going to happen. And just really talking about those things. Or even when you're in bed together, the way that you approach it, your energy, the things that you're saying, it doesn't even have to involve any kind of touch at all. And sometimes the withholding sex, the teasing is another form of erotic power play. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not going to touch you. You tease and you tease and you tease and you know, the whole, I'm just going to put the tip in kind of a thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, you cannot come. You are not allowed to come. And if you come, you're going to be in trouble. Man, I'm <laughs> getting <know>? turned on. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I have that ability. What can I say? So it, it really is fun. And so I encourage you out there to just think about it. It might take some courage, but to have a conversation, start out small. When you're having these conversations, whether you're on the receiving end or listening to what your partner is saying, or you're speaking, it is so important not to have any judgment because there isn't anything to be shameful about or feel shame around that doesn't do anybody any good. And so many of us feel shame around our sexual desires or the things that we're attracted to, or the people we're attracted to, or our sexual behaviors or fantasies. And again, as long as nobody's getting hurt, you're not doing anything that is unsafe or not consensual or 
illegal, you're good. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Start out small. Take some small steps. There's lots of different resources out there, podcasts like this. There's books. There's videos. There's so many different resources. And once you start exploring, you'll be surprised, I think, about how many people are probably enjoying what you're enjoying. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. Well, thank you, Lori, for making it okay, for making it okay to explore, to making it be okay to think outside of the box, to to go down this road of um, sexy, sexy deviation. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Being kinky. Kinky. Which which maybe doesn't sound as powerful as deviation, because there's something that's perversion, because those words have a certain amount of power to them that can be kind of fun. But kinky is just a nice, fun word. It's Light. yes, exactly. <laughs> so go out there, have some kinky sex, have some great conversations, have fun. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. You know, I always appreciate it. And we will be back soon. And Melanie, appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. I love, love being with you and talking about fun, sexy things. Thank it, you. It is fun. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.